Hey, yeah, no, I'm never nothing like out. popping a good chalky milk after a good night. ones, we'll all get on here and Pop. chug a gallon of chocolate milk next week. That's what I mean. No. <laughs> I'll do a half gallon. I'll That's yeah, physically well, impossible. It is drink a no. gallon of milk. I'm just saying, I'll do a half Prove gallon. It. Prove it. You, your I'll body can't it. digest it. Well, then I'll die on stream. I don't know. <laughs> so, be- hey, guys. It's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, a.k.a. E-Dub, in the house. You know, we're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, go nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Dion Primetime Sanders. Great Dion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I can wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Spirit, presented to you by No Game Day. We are here on this fantastic Thursday night. We are back on the Thursday nights. Miss them so much because you know why? It's basketball season. We're in the mix now, football and basketball. There's nothing better. That means we've got a lot to talk about, not a lot of time to waste. And it's Miami week, gentlemen. We've made it. Nate's favorite team to talk about. He brings mm-hmm. them up a couple times throughout the year, definitely during the offseason, and we officially made it. We're going to talk a little bit of Manny Diaz tonight, along with some final thoughts on the NC State game where Florida State took an L there, but looking to bounce back because Jordan Travis is officially back and available for the Knowles ending this weekend. We'll talk the Miami visitor list because, man, that is jumping right now. Nate and Dustin have the latest on that. We'll talk a little pro Knowles, and after that, we're going to talk about Florida State basketball's dominating win over Pennsylvania, 105-70. to And the talk last night, both Dustin and I were there for that. And we'll also preview a little bit of Florida State versus Florida that they'll have that matchup on Sunday. And for the rest of that, We'll be previewing Florida State versus Miami. Keys to winning. How does Florida State come away with the win and snap that four-game winning streak that Miami actually has right now on the Knolls? And then we'll give our score predictions. So let's go ahead and get started with me this evening is Nate Greer, lead recruiting insider, up there with an awesome-looking shirt for all the live streams. No game day couture right here, man. This is The one right and now. only. Auction if they win, you gotta auction it off. Yeah, maybe, I'll auction you know? it off, you know. And you won't even wash it either. You get to have the the smell you of you. You get you the on Nate it. smell. Fresh, <laughs> fresh Sharpie, fresh marker. You know, I, 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 I'm feeling great right now, man. Absolutely. I'll take it if you pay me. <laughs> no, nah, I, I I wouldn't disrespect the shirt if I give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it would go down the so value. I, I can't bid. I can't get in on the bidding. I, I I'll get you like a man's medium. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I make, I make it for you. It's gonna be a tight fit, bro. Yeah. That's not gonna fit. <laughs> but uh, down there, Dustin Lewis, our lead uh, writer and editor, and then Austin Vizi, lead basketball guy, in full action everywhere right now, gentlemen. How are we feeling? It's Miami week. It's beautiful in Tallahassee. Game day. It's gonna be perfect weather. How are we feeling, guys? See, to y'all, it's Miami week. To me, it's Florida week. We have started on Florida hate. Week. Oh God! I don't give a oh, damn about football. We are here in basketball season. Florida State basketball is one. I know that's all that matters. Oh, let's just God. call it rivalry week. Yep, it's gonna be a rival. Yeah, it's gonna be a rivalry week. Rivalry weekend. It's Friday, hard Saturday. to say rivalry week. Rivalry. Yeah, rivalry. I, 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 swear, I swear, I messed it up. I don't know. Miami it's on Saturday, rivalry. Florida on Sunday. It's not back easy. Back. 
That's not going to be easy. No, not even within 24 hours of one another. You go from 3:30 against Miami to what? Is, what is it? One o'clock against you, Dustin? We're we're you're going to be in the press box on Saturday for this Miami game, and then we're going to send you down to Gainesville for that game. By the way, we just just got. I just made that decision. We're gonna, just going to send you down there. It's only like a two-hour drive. It's not bad. Yeah, you can do it. There's got to be a Whataburger on the way too, so you'll be perfect. There is not. There's there not. Paying for my Uber. My Uber. Uh, you got a <laughs> car, buddy. Shop. It's in the shop, bro. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it is not. Oh, D-Lou. Well, let's jump into some final thoughts on this NC State game. Only Nate and I were the ones on there for that. But Austin, D-Lou, last kind of thoughts there. Didn't have Jordan Travis McKenzie Mellon kind of forcing some things here and there. And once again, Florida State's rushing game, absolutely kind of. awful. <coughs> kind of is a nice way of putting it, but throwing things in a double coverage. Just <laughs> atrocious on offense. Florida State was lucky to that to be a little bit of a closer game in the second half. But offside, I mean, not offside, but you're – you had a special play there, and Mike Norvell comes out into the second half and has an onside kick that works out perfectly, and you go down and score. But that was about the only thing you really had except for the next touchdown. But any thoughts, d and VZ? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I didn't really get to watch much of it because I had to go to a wedding, which mm-hmm. those are so awesome to have on a, on a college football Saturday. But, Should be against I mean, law. from what I did see, you know, this is, it's kind of what we talked about going into the game. Florida State's rushing attack had to get going. NC State had a pretty good rushing defense. I think it's number 18 in, in the country or, or whatever. And, you know, Mackenzie Milton just couldn't do enough through the air. You know, I, I know you guys can probably talk about it a little bit more than I can. And also the defense, you know, it seemed like they did pretty solid for the most part. But once again, I mean, too many big plays, poor tackling in the secondary. Terrible. <laughs> I have no thoughts because I, I didn't get a chance to watch a single second. Uh, I was at work all day. I literally watched three drives. I didn't even get that much. I was at work all day, and then the rest of the week, I was I was doing stuff for the Penn game yesterday. Um, so I, I really don't have much to add. Other than I, I think the defense has stepped up stepped up a lot the last few weeks. Uh, I'm proud of the progress they're making, especially in the front four. It looked like Kira Thomas had a really big game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was, didn't, didn't really get a chance. So I'm I'm glad the defense is making some progress, and I can't believe I'm saying this. Hopefully, Travis is back on Saturday, so offense needs something. <laughs> Oh my God! I can't believe it, man. The hate the hate on Jordan Travis is unbelievable. Like, he's still. I, I, I wanted to, to stay on the record. I don't think he's a good quarterback, but he opens up the offense so much with his legs that it's hard to ignore that facet of the game. There's just not mm. a better option on it, the roster. It, yeah, it, it, it's both can happen. That Jordan Travis makes the offense better, and he's not a good quarterback. Correct. Both can be true, and they both are true. Yeah, can't can't throw, but he can run. That's it, right? That's what y'all think. He pretty much. They threw forty four times with McKenzie Milton. They averaged thirteen throws to Jordan Travis. What does that tell you about how the staff feels about him as a thrower? Mm, Come on, protecting the ball better than any quarterback that's been Get on out of here, roster. dude. Get out of here. Protect the ball better. When's the last time here. he's throwing interception? Can someone tell me what game that was? Every game. Nope. There you go. Nope. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Talk a lot of trash, but can't back it up. Anyways, uh, let's move on here before I have to tell them what it's really like to have a starting quarterback. That's good and definitely opens up the offense better. (laughs) And we got to remember, they wanted McKenzie Milton, wanted McKenzie Milton, and that didn't really work. I told y'all in the spring who the starting quarterback was going to be and who's going to be better for this team overall. And 
Happens to be Jordan Travis, number 13. Again, there's, uh, there's a difference in best for this team and not good. A good quarterback. So, they, uh, so yeah. do they have to be just throwing the ball 24-7? They have to be – No, you don't throw the – got to be throwing 300 yeah, yards there's a, a game, difference in, there's, there's a difference in opening up the offense and being a good quarterback. He opens up the offense so much with his legs. Like, there's well, yeah. no dispute. Yeah, well, it helps the running game too. But you know, just saying when, that when, he, when, when your head coach is on the sideline saying – Make sure it's a one we one rethrow. That way he can has he has a chance to complete it. If not, we'll just punt. What does that tell you? That's a quote during that? the game. Norvell told you. Well, someone that was sitting next to Nor- Norvell during the game. <laughs> well, what are they on, doing bro. on the sideline? What are they doing on the sideline? Why aren't they? Why aren't they out there playing? Or whoever well, the, well, whoever's telling you? Or are they giving the do water? <laughs> no, my man. <laughs> I don't take it. I don't take it. Um, I just hear a complete opposite. Just, I don't know. Um, but let's jump into some practice observations. I mean, Jordan Travis is back. I mean, this offense is not so great without him. I mean, it just doesn't work whatsoever. Um, Andrew Parchment last week saw a lot more action and a lot more success too. But, you know, that running game is something that Florida State's going to need back and Overall, I thought the practices were a lot better than NC State. It was a lot dead, and I mean, it makes sense with the flu game being in there, uh, affecting some of those guys not being out there and not being 100%. But um, the whole and start, the whole starting offensive lineman was healthy all throughout the week, being able to practice. Dylan Gibbons was a full go on Wednesday, which is definitely a good sign for that O-line and trying to get a rushing game going. That is much needed, very much needed, um, because Florida State can take advantage of Miami's defense's upcoming weekend but you know the energy was there the competitive energy was probably the best of it that i've seen since maybe clemson week really competitive on wednesday guys making plays interceptions touchdowns quarterback jordan travis i thought best passing wise that he's had uh, in the week watching him i know he was still dealing with stuff and recovering but jordan looked really good passing um and you know got to see if that translates over to the football field and doke on saturday but you know like like Mike Norvell mentioned, Tuesday offense looked really good, and then on Wednesday it was a mixed battle between offense and defense, and that's probably a really good sign heading into this weekend. Everybody's quiet after I brought up Dorn Travis. <laughs> God I don't, dang. I don't have God. anything to say. Uh, it's right for Nate to take it. The, 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 the offense is what it is, you know. Uh, I, I talk about it as we talk about Miami, but you know, you know, Florida State's played their two toughest teams defensively. Um, you know, the tough defenses are in the rear view mirror now. Um, you know, I, I know some people will overreact to um, you know a more sustained running game. You know, this week, you know, thinking that Travis makes that much of a difference, but you know, NC State was seventh. In uh, advanced stats against the run, Clemson was, I think, number two when they played two super tough teams to run the ball against. And when you don't have a legitimate passing game to open things up, it makes it hard. So, you know, in comes Miami in their piss poor running defense. So, <laughs> the offense should be able to to put some points back on the board this week. Well, I mean, and there's a reason why. You know, when when the offense has been shut down running the ball that they've been basically shut down completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, the passing game, it's just not where it needs to be. 
at this point. And, you know, hopefully nope. that's something the staff can improve over the offseason. It's going to take some steps forward at quarterback. It's going to take some steps in the wide receiver room. I mean, I mean, everywhere. So, but like you said, Nate, I mean, Miami, they do not have a good defense. North Carolina a couple weeks ago ran all over them. And really, I mean, the reason they're on mm-hmm. this three-game winning streak is because their offense has been so good. It hasn't been because of the defense at all. So mm-hmm. I see – we're going to talk about it later, but I see this one potentially being pretty high scoring. I agree. Yep. Austin doesn't no. care. It's basketball time. You know? Do not care. <laughs> Dude, I am so checked out of football. Like, he, he's I don't gone care about now. The Vikings. I don't care about. No. Nah, I, I wouldn't care two about and the and Vikings either. Left, man. Two and a half weeks, Come on, Austin. Man. Come on. We, we got Miami in Florida in two out of three weeks. I I, I need I, I need ukuleles <laughs> getting smashed. Come on, bro. It's like 50 recruits out there. I need some interviews. I was about, I was about to say, Nate, get him a, get, tell him to get on some interviews at least. If he I know, man. Shit. Jeez. It's great. You got a new helmet. Ooh, cool. Are you even listening uh, to us? <laughs> what? Yeah, you. You. Yeah, you with the helmet back there. You're showing I'm off sorry, the helmet. My, my boss is texting me. I'm sorry. Oh, no. You're off the clock. Tell, yeah, tell him you're oh. off the clock and you're on a TV show right now. Well, you know, some things are answered. Thousands listening. Um, But yeah, thousands. really. Yeah. Well, close to hundreds of thousands. I don't know. I'm just. No, we don't look like at the stats here. We just there. we stay focused. Yeah, the 10, 12, I don't know. I mean, um, and, and it's Miami. We could think if you guys can't get up and get motivated to, you know, have have some retribution versus last year, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I was thinking, Nate, this is a good one here that you'd probably like a good conversation starter, but a lot of people on Twitter not so happy with how the players have been commenting back to the media members about you know, this game, this upcoming weekend mentioning, you know, this is another game on their schedule another week. Yes, it's Miami, but still they're staying focused on their plan. And any thoughts on that? Cause I have something to say about it because my mentions were getting ripped apart. The Miami fans found that, I mean, found I, my tweet. I, yeah. I mean, it's all, you don't want to put bulletin board stuff up there. You don't want to put anything that's motivational to, to the other team, you know, I, I I I do like a business approach to it, um, but I also would like to hear him talk with just a little bit of smack. That's you know the nature of the rivalry. You know, it's not just a, it's never just a normal game when FSU in Miami or FSU Florida play. It's just not it's not a normal game. So I I, I would hope there'd be some extra motivation, and, and I, I don't really care if they talk to the media about it or if they say anything different. But I, I mean, I, I'm kind of indifferent to the whole thing, to be honest with you. I mean, you've got to know outside of the press conference, these guys know what this game means. Correct. You know, and I mean, you you look at Mike Norvell. Um, he's very political with his answers. You know, like you said, Nate, he's not going to provide some hot comment that the Miami players can run with. And you look over at the Miami side, you've got Avante Williams coming straight out and saying, we're going to beat FSU. Well, who's got the motivation now? Florida State does. Mm-hmm. And coming out of Florida State side, I mean, there's there's nothing really. Are they, either way. F- are they beating FSU like you beat his girlfriend, or how's that going to happen? Oh. Pre- mm. I say pregnant girlfriend? I believe, I believe those charges did get dropped, so let's just put that in there so we don't get sued. I, I don't know. Allegedly. Yeah, as gotta long as you do put allegedly in there, yeah, then it saves you. 
He put allegedly. It he allegedly. Everything. There we go. Funny how well, things disappear. No, I think too. Florida State fans, they don't ever know what they want. I mean, they hated whenever. I'm not going to name names on here, but we know exactly. But a few years ago, definitely under the Willie Taggart era, players saying things the mm-hmm. week before a game and getting absolutely dominated. You know, yeah, dog. You know what? Could say multiple words there, but got crapped on literally that that, uh, that next weekend, and they had all those comments, and then it got shared around to for rivals to use and everything of that nature, and that's when fans hated it. But now fans are pissed off that Jordan Travis or whoever else, Marie Smith, isn't saying, we're going to beat the living crap out of Miami. We're here. This is our biggest game of the year. This is we can't wait. We're so hyped for it. And Florida State fans are adding, they're adding their starting quarterback this upcoming weekend saying, you're ridiculous. You shouldn't even be wearing garnet and gold if you're not hyped for this Miami game. It's just Florida State fan base acting ridiculous. Let's also kind of be honest. It's Twitter, bro. Yeah. Let's be honest. If this was, you know, if it had the national importance that it's had in, in the past, I think you probably see a little bit more you know, smack talk, you know, it's, it's just, it, it doesn't have the national impact that it that it's had. And it's just both before. programs are where they're used to being. I think that's part so, of it too. Obviously so, Florida State Miami carries weight, but it doesn't carry the same weight as, you know, mid nineties when both teams are, you know, eight and one and nine and no heading into the game. It just doesn't have the not, same weight. Mm-hmm. This ain't one verse two, three verse five, you know, it, it's not so. You know, in, in that part, it, it, it is just another game, but it's it's not. So, you know, the, I, w- I would just hope that for for me as a fan, I, I want to see them have a complete and opposite performance of, la- of last year. So that's what I want to see because that, that was just atrocious. <laughs> yeah, and I will yeah. say, you know, Mike Norvell – Obviously, didn't coach in that game a year ago. Yep. Tested positive for COVID nineteen. So I'm interested to see his approach this week. Does he have mm-hmm. a couple tricks up his sleeve? You know, to remember the Tate come out firing. That game too. Yeah. I think he. Start, I think it was Blackman that started that what? game. And no, Tate Wardenmaker did. Didn't he only start against? Jacksonville no, Tate Wardenmaker started against Miami. Someone in the chat tells us that's why we're live. No, he started against Miami. There's any mistakes being made here? I can't remember that far back. Allegedly, he did, right? Allegedly. Allegedly, he peed on his leg. I, too, think, too, I mean, mental-wise going into this game, Florida State this past weekend only had two penalties, if I'm correct. Only two penalties had a whole switch from what they what happened in Clemson. Hopefully, that's <laughs> a learning thing that they had in Clemson. Hopefully, they were able to have that game early on because that was crazy. You're an on-away game. You have a chance to upset Clemson, snap that streak that Davis Winnie currently has on you. And Chats mentally... It was Blackman, by the way. Mm. Hey, it, it, it was Tate. <laughs> Next game. <laughs> then he threw that pick six. <laughs> Um, but anyways, just mental wise, not making mistakes this weekend is going to be crucial. And, you know, it's a rivalry game. They're going to try to get in your head. These guys know each other. A lot of them friends slash probably didn't like each other. Maybe when they faced each other down South, either way, it's going to be a big mental game. And Norvell mentioned that in the press conference after practice on Wednesday, that they've got to be extremely smart. It's all about how you respond. 
yeah, there's going to be energy. He's not worried about that at all with this team coming into it, but really about how you respond if things don't go your way or they go your way. You have a great play. What are you going to do that next one? And how are you going to do mentally? And so penalties, I think, are going to be a really crucial for this game mm-hmm. this upcoming weekend. They did, they did great this last weekend. Didn't do so great against Clemson. We'll see if they learn from being up there in Death Valley that you can't <clears> have those mistakes. You really can't. It will hurt your drives. And Florida State, we know. I mean, offensively, last two weeks hasn't been pretty. So in order to sustain those drives, they can't have those penalties at all. Uh, let's jump into the visitor list because Nate and D. Lou, y'all have been – working to get some names out uh, onto our list here. And this is going to be a big one. There's a lot of notable names, including AJ Duffy, Travis Hunter. You've also got 2023 quarterback, Chris Parson coming in too. some big time talent, even outside of commits guys, like a guy, five-star number one safety in the country. Kamari Wilson coming in too. And another, a few other names too, but tell me some, uh, the latest on that list here. You can go first, Dustin. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much have said it, Logan. A, a ton of ta- a ton of talent is going to be in Tallahassee this weekend. Obviously, this is the last home game for Florida State in 2021, so they're going to try and pile up that visitor list as much as they can heading into the weekend. And you've already got guys like Marvin Jones Jr., um, wide receiver Camden Camden Brown, taking official visits. Um, a ton of commits, a ton of other targets in Tallahassee. So. You know, you know, Florida State is going to treat them right, treat them right, and if uh, FSU can come out with a win, I mean, it's just going to keep the recruiting recruiting momentum going on that trail because you've got the early signing period coming up. You know, about what is it, Nate? Five, six weeks from now, guys will be signing. I don't even know if it's that long. I think it's like December fifteenth to seventeenth. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at like four weeks away now. Four and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's just crazy how fast it's coming up. I was doing the recruiting schedule today and everyone is in the playoffs at this point like it, it's mm-hmm. just wild I feel like it i feel like the season just started like a couple weeks ago yeah it but did. either way i mean a ton of talent and you know this is a chance for florida state really to move up a spot in the state of florida mm-hmm. is there anybody you know you talked to chris parson i know there might be a few too dustin that you talk to regularly but maybe chris on maybe who we've had him on the show and he was fantastic and can't wait to have him back on, maybe get him on for the preview of the Florida game. But is there anybody that he's after anybody is he working on, or is he just kind of coming for the game? I'm sure he's going to use this as a recruiting tool and try to get with some guys and network a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of a mix. I mean, he's definitely coming just to see the game and, you know, be with the coaching staff in person again. He hasn't been in Tallahassee since uh, the season opener against Notre Dame. But a guy that he's really struck up a friendship with is um, five-star wide receiver Jalen Brown in that 2023 mm-hmm. class, teammate of Lamont Green Jr. And, you know, Chris has been recruiting him pretty hard. Also, Santana Fleming, I'm not sure if he's making it in on Saturday yet, but that's another guy that he's been after. So, you know, him being locked in so early, he's already working on trying to build that offense around him in the 2023 class. I think it's going to pay off over, over the offseason. Now, you know, for me, you know, this list is going to continue to grow, but, you know, there's three names that are kind of a surprise to me. That's, you know, linebacker Shamar James. I know that um, he was considering Florida State before, you know, he ultimately committed to, to Florida. Um, you know, I, I think getting him on campus for unofficial, you know, I, I think that's very interesting when you look at, you know, 
the need for linebackers, you know, to get back into that recruitment w- w- would be, you know, farly, you know, I mean, beneficial from in every sense of the word. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I like him coming in for a visit. Um, the fact, Kichon Allen, the, the four-star running back committed to Penn State, uh, I think it's interesting. He's coming in for a for an, for an official visit. You know, he's a guy who's had a a really strong senior season at IMG. Um, yeah. Um, I, I really find that kind of interesting. I know they've stayed in touch with him and have continued to recruit him despite his commitment to Penn State. So, I think that what, James Franklin to LSU talk is getting to him. You know, th- th- there's a lot of talk about Franklin and LSU and USC. So mm. I, I, I I think that's interesting. Um, you know, could that play a part? I don't know. You know, hopefully, we, you know, we can catch up with him. And, and then, you know, um, Keonta Goodwin, the five-star committed to, to Kentucky, the offensive lineman. Um, that's, that's some big news, too, of him coming in for an official visit. So, you know, th- this list is going to be significant, very much like the Notre Dame game. Uh, you know, they're going to have to perform. You know, I, I, I think they're going to have to win in order to to – really you know some of these down and then you look at guys like Tyree West coming in you know the, the kid that's committed to Georgia defensive lineman you know Florida State's involved heavily with him and it would not surprise me if they ultimately flipped him um and, and then getting in Tavius Woody you know he mm-hmm. has come out and said that Florida State is still you know his number one and he's still committed and now he's coming for an, for unofficial um, for for the Miami game, so getting him back on campus that's that's really a positive for me. So, and, and then the last one I I, I want to mention and a guy I would really really love for Florida State to land, and I I think is even though he's pretty highly rated, but I think it is a top thirty guy is Earl Little Jr. Um, you know I, I he that, that guy is just a, a tremendous defensive back, and mm-hmm. he he'd fit that that nickel package role to a T for, for FSU's defense. I really like Earl Little Jr. I think if they could possibly, you know, land that commitment, but I, I think that would be awesome. But he's sounding so sorry to interrupt you, but it sounded like he might get pushed out of Alabama's class. They're trying uh, to flip um, a, a DB from USC. Yeah, that and you know in numbers wise too, you know? So mm-hmm. if that if that is um, just how things Alabama unfold, uh, I, I'll take it. And, th- and that's not a knock on. You know, they're trying to get Damani Jackson from from USC's class, which you know the, the guys are like the number seven or eight player in the country. You know, he's behind Travis Hunter as a as a corner. The guy's uber talented, so I, I understand it. Where whereas um, Little's more of a a utility guy he can play corner he, he can play safety i think they're really looking for a straight up corner so it'll be interesting to see how things unfold but florida state's been very much in, in that recruitment the entire time so some big well, let's names. talk about good but not just some big names and you know some interesting names that you know people really haven't heard about or considered that florida state's you know a part of their recruitment 
for sure. Yeah, especially, you know, Kamari Wilson to come back into the picture. Mm-hmm. Katron Allen, Goodwin. I mean, it seems like that yep. came out of nowhere. But let's talk about Travis Hunter for a minute, you know, because oh, how oh, big oh, is oh, it? Oh, I, I do want to say real quick, Kamari Wilson, you know, I talked a little bit about it in the Discord. We talked about it before. He's, he's had an interest in FSU the entire time. So while, while I do think he still goes to Georgia, he's mm-hmm. kept Florida State in there the entire time and has legit interest. So, you know, getting him on campus is, is nice. It's nice. And, and, and this really shows that all those naysayers about this ability to recruit can just move aside. But, yeah, let's talk about Travis Hunter. Mm. Yeah, honestly, Hunter. I love doing that. I love. I love. Yeah, I was about to say. I I know. (laughs) Hunter coming to Tallahassee this weekend. First time that he'll be at Florida State since the Jacksonville State game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, in between that time, he's visited Georgia twice. So, how huge is it just for the staff to get him back on campus? We said a couple minutes ago, four and a half weeks ago, Mm -hmm. until the early signing period when he signs with Florida State and then enrolls in January. Huge, you know, to get. You, you, you're building this great list of guys, and, and then you know it's important to have your your top guy, the guy that's recruited for you for, since his commitment um, to get him on campus. And and you know every you know everyone wants to be around someone like him, and, and that's going to pay dividends for FSU to get him around some of these guys. And he's been around some of them too. To, at, at Georgia, let's just call it what it is. So it's not like this is his first time around some of these guys. So you know, Florida State's got to got to have a good showing on, on Saturday because there's a, a lot of impressive guys on this list that are frankly needed and would make this class, you know, very, very, very good. Yeah, and if you see Travis on Saturday, make sure to ask him for a picture because he said he's. He's taking every yep. picture and he's signing every autograph. So yep. get it in while you can. Yeah, get it in while you can. And it, it's always great when you have the, you know, the best recruit in the history of this whole recruit ranking system committed to your school. So enjoy it. So, yep, he'll be most likely likely by the unconquered statue that's where he was during the spring game but mm-hmm. i have a feeling that was a spring game and it was still wild for him imagine just a just a real football game but then it being miami weekend he's he tweeted it he tweeted there's gonna be a line he's gonna have to have a line there's gonna be a line there's gonna be some to be shaking his wrist hands. out man hands yeah. gonna be hurting yep yeah and talking about him too in rehab he looks close to almost a hundred percent. I'll put a video up here in just a second, but mm-hmm. guys, it seems like we talked about it too. After the injury and I was thinking too, of him being a competitor, I had no second thought that he wouldn't want to compete and try to get a championship, a state title for his school in Collinsworth and Georgia. Mm-hmm. That's just who he is. He's a competitive guy. And I know a lot of people probably don't, maybe don't want him to play, but I don't think it was that a, of severe of an injury, which is a good sign. They kept it nice and protected and he had a good rehab. But right now it seems like, there's a potential, maybe not this upcoming weekend, but next week if they do have a game, it seems like Travis Hunter is going to be available to play. Yeah, the, the kid's going to play if he can. That's just who he is. He's a competitor. Mm-hmm. But it also looks like he's another unicorn in terms of a guy that can just heal, you know, like a Cam Akers or, you know, someone like that that can heal so quickly 
and, and, and get back to it. So, I mean, for him to be doing, you know, jumps and what he's doing. Sprints. You know, so, so that leg is able to take shock and absorb, you know, sudden movement. So that, that is a, a really positive thing. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think he's right on the initial timeline that came out for the mm. injury. Obviously the Friday night that he got injured, we broke the news um, that his injury wasn't as serious as a uh, first thought and that he was expected to be out for four to six weeks. That was on October 2nd, I think. So, I mean, you're sitting mm-hmm. there right in that five week mark. So it wouldn't surprise me if he did come out and, and play tomorrow night, but I think he probably sits out one more week and then plays next Friday. Yeah. If you notice here too, Checking out the cleats, got the garden gold, got some FSU cleats. He's rocking there too. (laughs) I know, I know for sure you don't, you want to be able to notice anything, but uh, I can notice. I will say, you know, regardless of him returning in the playoffs, it's a good sign that he's come back so quickly because now it definitely means when he arrives at FSU in January, he's going to be 100% ready to go for Mm -hmm. winter conditioning and spring practice. And, if there is any, you know, lingering after effects or, or whatever from the, from the injury, that should all be cleared up by the spring. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah, he's going to have a big – a lot of guys, leaders of their class coming in 2022 and 2023 with both Travis Hunter and Chris Parson coming in. And don't, at Florida State, don't forget, get, uh, get away with the win there at home. It's a 3.30 game. You got enough time to party afterwards, too. Have a good time. Hang out with the boys. I mean, it could turn out to be something special for sure on the recruiting Don't forget side uh, Man. You know, Cam Davis, 2024 commitment. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, 2024, he, too. And, and then, you know, one of my favorites, Stacey Gage, you know, who I thought is had one of the best freshman seasons I've ever had last year that I've ever seen, you know. You know, he's coming back to to FSU, so hey, you're high on him, but, yeah. A lot of lot, lot of huge names on on that visit list. I'm going to ask one last thing here, recruiting wise, before moving on to some basketball. Which game do you think is more important, recruiting wise? Is it a win against Miami, or is it a win against Florida? Hundred percent, this game because it's at home and you can mm-hmm. have the recruits in the stands. Yep, correct. Yeah, what a. Now, in just general, let's say it's neutral side game, blah, 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 whatever. Is it a better have a Miami because there's a lot of Miami talent down there to get a win against Miami, or is it Florida? Let's just say it's neutral, neutralized there. I think Miami, just because of that factor. Mm-hmm. Just because it's Miami. I think you, it's – You can oh, yeah. make with Florida, but it's still probably Miami. Yep. Uh, just because all, all, all the all the smack that, you know – I mean, Diaz has said and done. It's a conference game. Man, you know. Let's see what F- former uh, UF commit Katron Allen said. Not Katron Allen. Uh, Raymond Cottrell said today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. And that, 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 Not that so is pretty a, for Danny. That's a perfect summation of, of that, that, that staff, you know. All He's really not recruiting games. during the season. Yeah, all, all all those Florida fans were. He's not were lying, back. at least. All those Florida fans were were pumping their chest with freaking Tim Brewster coming on there, thinking that they were gonna clean up, and that's the most overrated recruiter that might be has ever lived. So, you know, hate to see it, but you also love to see it at the same time. So, love to see it. 
Yeah, that, <laughs> I love it. That, that, that is that staff in a nutshell. So Whew, they got rid of a few people too. So that's why two of them are already gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's move into before we get into some Miami the rest of our Miami preview and such. We got some basketball to talk about. Both Dustin and I were in attendance. Austin was watching and covering, too, on his side, along with Jacob, too. Basketball coverage is in full force right now. Man, oh, man, Florida State comes away with an impressive win, man. I mean, Florida State just dominated a little little choppy there in the first little bit. But after that, I mean, it just wasn't even close. And, you know, they just dominated. And I got to think, too, I mean, the crowd was in it. The student section already already sold out days before. The crowd was there in it. And it, the thing is, Florida State doesn't have to advertise anymore. At least the basketball program doesn't. They don't, they don't have to advertise. They don't have to do social media, all this kind of stuff. It's just they've built it. And like Terrence Med had said mm-hmm. or a couple of years ago on the show, they, they were working so hard to build this. It's built now. And now people are flocking in to come watch Leonard Hamilton and Florida state play. Cause it's not only, I, I was telling my friend this, you know, they're, they're not like big basketball people, but I'm not too huge at watching basketball either, either, but coming to watch FSU games is actually really entertaining. And it's been that way for a couple of years and they're really fun to watch. And it's hard to not like, not like them. Like it's cause they're just guys that are, very supportive of one another, no matter who you are, definitely when you're walk-on. I mean, I watched it last night whenever the walk-ons got to get in for like the last four minutes. I mean, no one was sitting down. All scholarship players were standing up, jumping on their feet, and that just shows that it goes to show out what kind of family bond that Leonard Hamilton has built. Man, he's on it. But yeah, Austin, Noel's role. I mean, real quick to your point, I remember my first year as a manager, we were passing out flyers for the Big Ten Challenge against Minnesota. Jeez. Minnesota was a good team. They were a top 25 team that year. And obviously, Florida State had a lot of time. If you go back and look at that team, it was the John Isaac, Dwayne Bacon. You know, it was, it was that team. That team had a ton of talent. They were passing out flyers for what should have been a really big game. And now, you know, student section sold out immediately against Penn at 9 p.m. on a Wednesday night. It's come such a long way. I'm, I'm waiting for the boosters to follow through. Just because it, it looks terrible on TV when you see so many empty seats behind the bench and, you know, mm-hmm. in those sections. And then the student section is packed out even beyond it. I think they said they oversold like 700 student tickets Jesus. for Penn. Like that's insane. Yeah. The uh, overflow at the top was packed too. the students. Yeah. Came. Students are doing their job. They showed out. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them because you know, they're, they're in the golden age of Florida state basketball right now. Um, but yeah, just to the game, the first eight to 10 minutes were pretty choppy. I think Florida state only had 13 points through eight minutes. You know, they were getting open looks. The, the, Getting the shots wasn't the issue. It was just making them. They just weren't making their shots. That was it. Defensive energy was just unrelenting all night. You know, through 12 minutes, you'd force 12 turnovers. And then you ended up, I think for the game, it was 26 turnovers. Forced Penn to turn it over on 31 or 32% of their possessions. So, so basically, a third of Penn's possessions didn't end in a shot. That's unheard of. Almost. Wow. Florida State's defense is going to be something serious this year. You you look up and down the roster, positions one through four, you got guys that are just pests on the ball. Raquan Evans, Caleb Mills was better than advertised defensively. Um, obviously, we already, we already know what Anthony Polite can do. Yeah. Jalen Roy looked really good defensively. And Cam Fletcher, good Lord, five steals. Dude, <laughs> my God. He's different. Chill. But He was just jumping every passing lane. And – like you said, Austin, not just creating turnovers, but live ball turnovers where they yeah. can run in transition and, and get easy points. I mean, they just 
they just ran it up. It felt like time and time again with easy layups because of the turnovers they were forcing. They turned those 26 turnovers into 37 points. That I mean, that's yeah. how you win basketball games. And then when you're on playing in the half court sets, you, you, you get 20 offensive rebounds and turn it into, I got to pull it up real quick, but I think it was 20 second chance points, 27 second chance points. So you mm-hmm. get, what it, that's between 27 second chance points and 37 points off turnovers. I mean, that's a lot of points right there. That's how, that's how you win basketball games, especially when your offense isn't exactly rolling. You know, you only shoot 31% from three. Really, Anthony Polite was the only one consistently making the three. Caleb Mills started slow, but once he got rolling, he was rolling. Um, Matthew Cleveland didn't look comfortable shooting. He got to the rim at ease, but didn't look comfortable shooting. In. Um, we didn't see we didn't see Jalen Worley shoot at all. Um, so the shooting wasn't really there, but he still put up 1.3 points per possession. And still score 105 points. Yeah. You take that when your offense isn't rolling, you shoot (laughs) below 50% from the field. You take that. Yeah. No, Cleveland, I mean, that kind of woke up the crowd a little bit more. I mean, the take that he had, I mean, that was. You can can pull it up. I tweeted it. Yeah, that was fun to watch. I'll get it set up here. Matthew Cleveland, that's a five-star, one of the top players coming in the class. And, yeah, that was pretty fun to watch. I kind of looked over to another media member. I was like, Oh my goodness, Lord have mercy. And that's kind of those guys. I talked with Adrian Crawford after the game and we were talking about Scotty Barnes. And I was like, man, that's, we're like, we see a lot of resemblance of where Scotty Barnes just is just, was a different talent. And he was able to take those to the rim and he just knew he was going to make it because he just was so talented. And that's where Cleveland, that was only his first game going to get better and better, but he has that potential there. He's a, he's a rare athlete. I mean, he just glided down the court and I know Logan's about to pull it up, but he starts his euro on his right foot, keeps going right, and finishes off of his left foot. It was such an awkward, what should have been an awkward step. He made it look so simple. Brought the ball high. If he had dunked it, he should have dunked it, really. He was right there and laid it in. At least he got the two points, but it was a really impressive play. I, I, I remember looking back at it so I could throw it on Twitter. And I'm like, God, that's it's such an athletic play. And then the other play that really stood out was was a um, another play put on Twitter. It was was Caleb Mills. Um, and one, um, is this it? Yeah, this is, Caleb, this, this is a Caleb. This is a Caleb Mills play. Caleb Mills play. Hesitation, crossover, in and out, left-handed scoop finish, and one. I mean, that's this is a special finish. When was the last time you saw Florida State guard be able to break something like that? Now he has a lot of energy. That's one thing that I've learned, and I'm you know me, I'm all about. The energy, guys being hyped, something to get me off my get off my seat and everything like that. And that's can't do that on press row. Room. I don't right, do that. I, I, I don't do that. You're standing up the whole time, though. I do see that up there, Dustin. Hey, I see you up there. But no, he's a guy that I just want some kind of like I want that energy. Someone laying down the boom. I know he's probably not gonna be that guy, but at least energy wise, defensive wise, he's he's gonna be he might be one of my favorites, and it's only been first game to watch. And he's he's gonna be a lot of people's favorites. I mean, that, that's we just saw the taste of what he can do. Like, the first shot he made was he got stuck in a bad situation at the free throw line, spun around, flicked it up, mm-hmm. and just drained it. And then from there, he was rolling. He got to the rim at ease, was making comfortable mid-range shots. He's a, he's a super talented player. I mean, the best shot maker we've had in a long, long time. And he showed it last night. It took a little bit to, to get comfortable, but he's going to be really good going forward. And there's a lot of guys on the scene that would be good going forward. Raekwon Evans looks really good. <clears throat> Um, just more in control than we've pretty much ever seen him. 
Um, obviously, we already talked about Cam Fletcher. He looked much better than I thought he'd be. He, he was able to rise up comfortably, hit a couple mid-range shots. I didn't expect that. I don't think anybody did. Um, Anthony Polite was solid as ever. And then we haven't even talked about Malik Osborne, who was the best Dumb. player in the game. Straight Seven, dominated. 17 and 8 in the first half. Mm. He had, what, 18 points on five total shots because he was just getting offensive boards and getting the free throw line. He had eight free throw attempts in the first five minutes. Like, he, just he was a, the a man among reason. boys out there. And that's what you should do, I mean, against Pennsylvania, you know? Yeah. yeah Your big man's got to go out there and dominate and all he's night. The he, he had a three as game. well. Yeah, here's this Matthew Cooper. Yeah, Sean looks good. That's, that's, that's where I had flashbacks of Scotty Barnes from last that's year. That's just a special finish. You don't see you don't see a lot of freshmen being able to take that kind of finish through two people. He, he would have had every right to pull it back, let, let the offense roll, but that's a special take. That's Not only that, but take. he's got some speed. Like this Ooh, team, bounce. It feels like everybody on this roster can run up and down the floor. Like if you let this Florida State team get into transition, they're gonna kill you. Everybody can handle the ball. Everybody can push the tempo, and everybody can defend ninety-four feet. That's the most impressive part. Like when you see steps. Yeah. From the three point line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Woody's here agreeing with you, Austin. Sorry to cut you off there. It says move the students to the side where yeah. the camera sees you. Uh, having all the open seats behind the seats is like an unforced error. And, and like, and they go hand in hand. If you see students behind like where the camera is going crazy, that's going to make the boosters want to show up. The boosters just see the empty seats and go, I don't have to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, you, if you put the students there and they're having a blast and it looks like it's packed, it's gonna make one. Of the, it's gonna to, to make the booster show. But it, it it's a two handed thing. Yeah, still still a little work in the progress here. Eric dropping a twenty five bomb. Jeez, it must be Miami week. It must be Miami week. Saying NG crew bringing the Knowles coverage. He's got Florida State winning it's this one, thirty six to fourteen. It is. It might be the shirt. Hey, we're we're uh, opening we're opening up bids at twenty five dollars. Open up bids at twenty five bucks. Damn. <laughs> After the win, it goes up to like hundred, right? <laughs> Nah, probably about two k, three k, probably. Gee, <laughs> damn, you got the clout like that. You got the clout like it's, Dude, it's art, man. It's art. You can sell it, it for it, however much money it, you want. Like, yeah, it's, it's no game day couture, man. It's a one and only. Yes, it is. One of the prizes. It's a one and only. One you can only. You did can your only wife make it. that shirt? I hear chiming in. No, that was Nate. There's no, there's no way you made that by yourself. He did. <laughs> I swear to I God. I don't believe you could get the letters that straight because I I mean I'm not roasting <laughs> you, but my handwriting's terrible. Well no, so, there's no way. I, I have great handwriting for a male, like like, like legit. <laughs> so you had to send Dustin some pictures whenever you get off here, like later tonight, send him a couple pictures. Yeah. Seen some videos the, of all, the, only, the, the one thing that my wife did <laughs> my, my my wife colored that F in right there. That's all she did. <laughs> Everything else I did. It's uh, impressive. Yeah, send send Dustin a couple, maybe a little slow-mos too. Uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Dustin seems to have some kind of fetish towards some handwriting stuff. So Just curious. Definitely. Hey, man. Hey, some people are different, you know, Nate? Dustin's like that. Uh, but, yeah, Eric, thank you oh. for the 25. I'm also go Lady Knowles too. They started off – well, soccer's killing it too. And trying to figure out that emoji. I think that's a soccer yeah, or a, a wheel. Emoji. I don't think it's we a have a NASCAR emoji. team. I don't think Florida State has a NASCAR team. That's right. They just won the ACC uh, tournament there. Congratulations. Number to one them. seed national again. Yep. Once again, Coach K, I mean, coming in this season, 
I mean, he kind of said it too. He said, I've got, I've got a squad this year and the, the goal is it should be mandatory that they win this one. Cause I think they feel pretty bad about last season where they should have won that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, and women's basketball too. start off the season too. want to know, but yeah, Florida state, any, any thoughts there last on that pin game or do we want to jump into the Florida, Florida preview talk here, Austin, another rivalry game Saturday and Sunday were jammed with stuff. Yeah, I know. Um, really only last thoughts. Um, Davion Colston, uh, if you want to pull that comment up, he's asking what's the difference yeah. between uh, this this year's team and last year's team? Defense. Um, yeah, it's defense. This team just gets after it. There's no Nate Jack where you have to worry about if he comes in for five or ten minutes that you're going to get torched defensively or Sadar Calhoun. Or like MJ Walker was so banged up in ACC play, he just wasn't as good defensively. You don't have that issue right now. These guys are just, they want to play defense. They want to force turnovers. Like, I'm still concerned about scoring, honestly. And we saw it in those first few minutes. And we're really going to see it against Florida. Um, Florida's Florida's defense is a little bit different this year. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how Florida State does against it. I was going to mention a few things after the game, too. You had Malik Osborne. He was saying that he felt, he felt like this is a special team and, from both Kayla Mills and also Malik uh, and even Leonard, I mean, they were kind of speaking on a few things that they just felt like they missed on last year and they could have gone even farther, but he said that they're trying to make up for what was lost last season. And Malik feels like this team has a potential to take it all the way to a final four. Um, Caleb Mills, I thought, which was funny too, was mentioning that, you know, he's the best defensive player there is on the court. No matter what, he was also pointing at the rest of the locker room and saying, yeah, y'all better say my name. I am the best defensive player. Um, but showing that kind of, um, he just got that energy. He's got that likes to trash talk a little bit, even if it's with his teammates, but just goes to show that he's going to try to back it up on the court. And he said, no matter who the opponent is, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Penn. Whoever the hell it's gonna, he's gonna bring the energy no matter what, and he's gonna be the best defender on the court when he's out there. So um, I thought those were some pretty good interviews after the it's, game. It, it's great to hear because how many UCFs have we had? Like, I'm not saying recently, but in the past, like in the 2012, 2013, 2014 era, and even recently, like there's been games that should, are a lot closer than they should have been. Like Western Carolina in 2019 went down to the wire, and mm-hmm. there, there's always these games mm-hmm. once or twice a year where you're like. Seriously, guys, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, uh, I thought Penn hit. I don't see that problem. Penn hit a couple of ridiculous shots though, too. More, more than they've got some guys that are a problem. Like they were hitting deep threes, and they were down by thirty, and I was still like, "Damn!" Whenever, yeah, like a it's thirty not, it's not footer, like it was, it's not like it was bad defense. Like the one that I think it was Jonah Charles hit that was right in front of Coach Am. Like he had somebody draped mm. all over him and just knocked it down. Like good shot. Sometimes you just got to tip your hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I will yeah. say, you know, last night was phenomenal from Florida State. You know, it was a, it was a great game, but in my opinion, you know, this is the worst version that we're going to see of this team while they kind of integrate um, the six new players and, and everyone builds chemistry with one another. So, really, by January, February, they should be heating up as you start to get towards the postseason. Yeah, that's something Leonard to mention too. He said there's still a lot of things that they got to work on and see who fits best and whatever schemes. So, as uh, Ham would say, the cake to... is still in the oven. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was. He was, was happy. He was a very happy camper though after the game. I don't know. I've never 
been in attendance for a press conference after a game, but it was the first time being there. He just seemed like a really happy guy. It was around 1130. He said he was tired and I was agreeing with him hundred percent, a little late, but he was smiling, <laughs> uh, laughed a little bit and giggled, said he was going to leave, leave the game, head to bed. He thanked everybody for coming and said he was going to go turn on the TV and watch film when he goes to bed. So uh, I, I feel pretty good. Very happy with the performance. I feel pretty good about my Elite Eight prediction that I gave before I, you know, my one sentence basketball preview I gave last week. Yeah, yeah. I feel pretty good. I feel, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel really confident, a lot more confident than I than I did than I thought I did a week ago. About Not even game. a week ago. I mean, 24, like 24 hours ago, I was like, I need to temper my expectations. And then they just blew every expectation out of the water first yeah. game. Well, I think too that some of the youngins coming in looks like look, felt like that was they're like their fifth game, sixth game, like I mean, like they had been season kind of. They just felt comfortable, you know. You you can argue after Malik that Cam Fletcher and Matthew Cleveland were your two most impactful players because their plus minuses were just through the roof early. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of compared it to freshman Devin Vassell, where he may not play a lot right now, but when he gets on the court, he's going to be impactful. He's going to make plays. He's going to get in passing lanes. He's going to hit good shots. That's kind of what I compare it to because they didn't get a lot of playing time. I think what I think Cleveland only played like 18 20, minutes. I think. Um, so it wasn't like they were playing a ton. They were just making plays. Yeah, Cleveland played 20 minutes and then Fletcher played 17. So mm-hmm. you only had four guys logged 20 minutes. No one played more than 24. It was the perfect Coach Hamilton game. Let's jump into some Florida State versus Florida. They're gonna be travel. They're gonna be traveling down to Gainesville for this one on sunday don't have the tv on the, i don't have the tv provided on here espn espn i'll perfectly thank god no acc network bs um but uh and did, you, did anybody sorry just to bring this up because this happened around the time before the game but anybody else see the acc network place work done on their yeah. special piece and have miami terrible. as the college he went to it was so bad oh not only that they moly. said he was first team all big east <laughs> Like how do you ACC how do you get it to that level? Yeah, how do you they do had that? three different wrong facts about him in Miami on there? Like one, okay, maybe two. You're you're screwing me. Three, it's on purpose. They did that shit on yeah. purpose. They did on purpose. It, it was yeah. a Miami fan on purpose. Yeah, had it been one hundred percent. And the sad thing is, since it's the ACC and ACC Network, that person instead of being fired or suspended, they're going to probably get a raise for doing that. So <laughs> that's just how the ACC is. You. Anyways, I just had to bring that up because that was like atrocious to see on Twitter before the game started last night. Um, well, let's jump into Florida State versus UF. It's going to be aired on ESPN. We'll have full coverage on that Sunday. We're going to send Dustin down there with a cab. We're going to send him with a taxi this weekend. But give us the goodies on that one. Uh, awesome, because Mike White, I always preach to all my friends, all my UF friends that I'm here to put money towards extending Mike White hashtag extend Mike White always. Um, But is this going to be a little bit closer than we think than usual? Um, I mean, really a lot of games have been close in this rivalry for the most part. Um, You you have your exceptions of what was it? 2017 where Florida was ranked five. Florida state was unranked. The Florida state just went down there and whooped them. I mean, just beat them up and down the court, beating them to every spot, contesting every shot. They just whooped them all, all day long. Um, but for the most part, this has been a pretty competitive series. I mean, you have the Dwayne Bacon game winner in 2015. You have the Florida own tip in. Wait, wait. Was that, was that in 2015? Yeah. Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah. 
He had the Florida on tipping in 2014. Like this has been a pretty competitive series, even if Florida State's won seven straight. Um, the results don't always show everything. Like last year, Florida State may have won by 10, but I don't even know if Florida State wins last year if Keontae Johnson doesn't go through what he went through. And it's important to talk about this game knowing that he's not going to play. And if he does play, it's an, an entirely different team because Florida doesn't have a lot of size outside of Colin Castleton, who's 6'10", 6'11", uh, Anthony DeRuji, who's I think 6'6", 6'7", maybe. And then CJ Felder, who's like 6'5". They just they don't have a lot of size. <coughs> and without Keontae Johnson, who's just this massive guy, 6'7", 220 pounds. Without him, they're just missing a lot of size. How's he and, doing, by the way? Sorry to get off topic. No, no it's fine. Like he's around the he's around the team. He he participates in warmups. Great spirits. He he has hopes that he can play this season. I really hope he can. That that mm-hmm. kid's got all the talent in the world. Um, and hopefully, the sooner we see him on the court, the better. Because be a great he's, story. He's a damn yeah. good basketball player. He would have been a lottery pick last year. I, yeah, I was there. You know, last year when that happened, and it was just an extremely scary moment. But Florida did a good job of addressing a lot of needs this offseason. They went out and got two defensive player of the years for their conference in Flanders Fleming and Brandon McKinnick. Um, then they also bring a couple really good scores in Myron Jones from Penn State. And they get C.J. Felder from Boston College, who I was always a fan of, but he didn't really play a lot um, against Elon. The first half for the game against Elon, Florida whooped them. It was 47-24 at halftime. And I don't know if they came out of the second half, just didn't want to play a lot. They kind of thought the game was over. Elon, I won't say they got back in the game, but he's been a little bit closer. I was scoring my 10 in the second half. Um, I was taking a lot of notes while I was watching the first half of that game. Florida's really going to try and keep people away from the middle. Um, they don't They don't want the ball reversing for court at all. Um, when a ball screen happens, Colin Castleton's coming all the way up to force the ball handler back to the same side. Um, you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see a lot of press. They have they have this soft two two one press to try and get teams to speed up into mistakes. I think that suits Florida State honestly. If you can get middle, get a middle pass, get a middle drive, you can get a three on two pretty quickly. And as athletic as Florida State is, you might see some big plays if Florida decides they want to try that two two one press. Um. Because there is that no middle defense, when you drive, you're going to have to go strong at the rim. If you try and go with a soft layup, Colin Castleton is going to come up and block it two to three rows deep. He's fast. He's quick. He's got really good feet. So you got to go up strong. And then on the other side of the ball, when Colin Castleton has the ball, the offense is going to run through him. You know, he can play make for himself. He can get the... He can get the ball at the top of the key and drive. He has a good spin move. They have these sets where they'll clear up an entire side of the court and give him the ball on the block. Um, he, he's going to provide an inter- interesting matchup. I can't stand the kid. I think he's annoying. Um, mm. he, he just he has that like Christian Leitner vibe to him that just everybody can't stand him unless he's on your team. That's kind of who he reminds me of. Um, but he's very skilled. He has a really good hook shot, really good post moves, really good feet. Um, he's going to give our seven-footers issues, and I mean a lot of issues. I, I trust Malik Osborne on him if that's who they decide to stick on him. And I wouldn't be surprised since, Florida, since Florida's not that big. But he's he's a problem. He really is. They got some good shot makers in Myron Jones and Tyree Appleby. Um, 
good defenders, obviously McKissick and Fleming, and even CJ Felder's a good defender. But the thing that works in Florida State's favor is they're only going to play about seven guys. And they're not that big. I was going to ask who's going to be the biggest matchup. Who's going to have to win their matchup the most uh, it's, against it, Florida? It's going to have to be the guards. You know, Raquan Evans, Anthony Plight, Caleb Mills. They're going to have to really do a great job defensively. Because even against Elon, they turn it over, what was it, 13 times? Yeah, they had 13 turnovers against a not that great Elon team. I, I feel pretty good. You know, especially watching that first half against Elon. Yeah, they really outscored them, but it was a lot of just effort. It wasn't a lot of scheme stuff. Um, they have a lot of quick rub actions to get open looks at the rim. But because Florida State switches everything, a lot of that gets taken away. They can just hang back, see what the, see what plays come, and saying, okay, I, I know what's happening here. They do have one set that I'm kind of worried about. Um, Tyree Appleby will get the ball on the right wing pass it to Castleton while, like, while he's in motion and then get the ball right back on the flip and then Castleton immediately rolls. That's something that I, Florida State's going to have to really play that well because uh, Castleton got two or three easy looks right off the bat against Elon with that. So that's the one thing I'm looking out for. I'll put it in the preview article to show exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but on that, I feel pretty good. I really feel pretty good, especially if you can get Castleton in some foul trouble. I feel pretty good about it. Um, yes, Michael, I will be at the South Carolina game in Rock Hill. All right, Wallace, and this one's for you. I don't think any of us can really chime in. What's your score prediction? I, I can't spoil that. You know. You know I'm not going to spoil it. Dang, the show do doesn't even get it. The show doesn't even get it. The show oh, we give our, our football predictions on the show yeah, but and the guy the article. You got to do it. The guy who does the – there is Nate. The guy who does the football game preview isn't on the podcast. Who? We are? But I do the score prediction article. That's different. Like, all... That's that's whatever. I won't... And the people football articles are going to get more. I got I I to find some way to bait. He's got to bait him I mean, somehow, I mean Dustin, this, I guess. I mean this in a respectful way, but more people will hear your prediction now. than. Uh, <laughs> well, he, that's why he's trying to bait it. He, he's going to bait exactly it. I will say I think we win. Okay, Florida State wins. I'll give you all that. I think we win, and I wouldn't be surprised it's kind of comfortably. I got Florida State by 15. I won't say that. <laughs> that's not comfortable. Sing- I feel like that's a comfortable range. It'll be it'll be single digits. I would. I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, that's comfortable. a comfortable. Oh, I, I think they're gonna smoke them. I don't know. I, I, I think Castleton, Castleton just brings so See, many I'm, different I'm too looks. Confident. I, no, I, I <laughs> they got confident. you last night. Castleton today. brings so many different things that Florida State's not gonna see much the rest of the year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not too worried about their guards. Um, I'm not too worried about Tyree Appleby. I think he's hit or miss, and he hit a lot in one game, so he's probably going to miss a lot this game. Myron Jones, he's a good shooter. He's a really good shooter. Played really well at Penn State. He didn't really shoot the ball that well against Elon. I think he was, what, 6 of 13? So, yeah, wasn't that great. He, he's going to put up a lot of shots as long as – I think Florida State's length is going to really bother him. Um, but, yeah, I think we won. Per- Eric's – Eric's saying uh, extra, extra, extra comfortable here with Florida State beating. If we beat Florida, Florida by 35, uh, if we beat Florida by 35, what are you going to do? I'm you going to do something in the closet? Rel- I won't, no, I'm going to be relentless on the something. timeline. You're going to have to smash something in that closet. I think you I just mean, put the score need... from last night, guys. I, I... No, I mean, no, no. I mean, the way he's wording it is saying we're going to be Florida by 35. Eric's saying it. Eric, the 25 bomber, saying 25. And if, if we get eight straight, ooh, I'm going to have some. 
I'm, I'm gonna be talking. You're gonna have some. You're gonna have some fun in that closet. That's for damn right, sure. Let's let's uh, move on here. I think that was great. Great uh, coverage there from us. If you guys aren't following them already, make sure you follow. It's in the description down below. I'll give you full full scoop on everything basketball wise this upcoming season. Along with our guy uh, Jacob too, helping a lot with uh, recruiting too on that side of things. Nate, you're coming in at the right best time. Joining us back as always from your disconnection couple times on the show it's officially florida state versus miami weekend one of the nastiest rivals i think it's i think it is my favorite rivalry at least through since i've been young and didn't get to see all the old school ones like maybe you did back in the carriage days nate i mean just back in the old days but uh florida state versus miami has got to be one of my favorites i mean just kind of the nastiness guys hitting hard guys don't like each other a lot of chirping before games it's just that's how football should be Mm -hmm. and that's just football but it's officially Miami week and Manny Diaz gets to come to town. This will be actually Mike Norvell's first game in person against a rival. Mike Norvell talked about it this week saying that he looks forward to seeing a packed duck. He said it was loud during COVID year last year. Just wait, just wait, my friend Uh, on Saturday. It's probably going to be a whole different experience for him, but um, you know, both guys are really fighting to get, find a win out of this season and definitely recruiting wise. This is a huge game for them, but they're going to be going at it on Saturday at three 30 looks like perfect weather. And it'll be aired on ESPN first thoughts and feelings heading into this one. Are we feeling, feeling energized? You know, it's a rivalry game. Go ahead, Dustin. (laughs) I'm scared. Nate's got the shirt on. So, I mean, you're scared. (laughs) I'm scared. You know, Miami comes into this game on a three game winning streak. Florida State obviously has lost their last two. So, you know, you got to have the Seminoles bounce back in this game, and and it's going to be tough with what Miami presents on offense. They've got capable playmakers. Obviously, Tyler Van Dyke has really come on strong during the winning streak. Um, They haven't been turning the ball over much recently. Their defense, I do think Florida State's going to be able to do most of what they want to do against Miami's defense, which is why I think this game's really going to – get up there in points. I think the over under set for 64 or something like that. I think it's 64. Yeah. I think it probably gets into the seventies. Like I'm, I'm seeing some points in this game and I'll, I'll share that in my prediction later on, but it's, it's a tough matchup. You know, the defense is really going to have to step up and and not allow big plays against uh, Miami's wide receivers. Charleston Rambo is, is, he's a beast. Uh, There's one thing that concerns me about this game and one thing only, and that's the way that Van Dyke's been playing and mm-hmm. the way that Florida State's had a lot of still, you know, 10 games into the season now. Um, miscommunication on the back end still hampers this team defensively. Uh, you know, you know, when you look at Miami, you know, they have done very well the past three weeks, you know, they, against – NC State, who was the 31st pass defense in the country, they passed for 325, has 71 plays. Against Pitt, 37th, they had 426 yards passing. Against Georgia Tech, who was 121st in the country versus pass, they had 389 and 76 plays. So, you know, they, they found something with the pass game, and, and Van Dyke's really good about taking those deep shots, and he's been able to connect. And Rambo's really come on as that transfer guy um, playmaker that they needed you know the other receivers are, are hit or miss and 
Rainbow Scepter to be their primary number one guy. That's the only thing that concerns me about this game. There, Miami's 106 against the right. I mean, 106 in the country as a rushing offense. Um, that doesn't worry me right now. Jalen Knighton is a big time playmaker in terms of, you know, you know he 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 can take a take a swing pass to the house. Um, right now, I feel like he's more effective in the passing game. Uh, you know, he's a tough runner. I like Jalen Knighton a lot. Um, but he hasn't really had a ton of big plays on the ground. So, you know, and, and then you look at their defense. Their defense, you know, they, they, they lose Bubba Bolden on the back end. Uh, I, I think they're very unathletic at linebacker. I think that that's a matchup that, that FSU can can scheme well against. Um, you know, their defensive line, it's, it's just okay. You know, they're 94th against the rush. Well, they lost. They lost all those playmakers on the edge from last year. Yeah, yeah, and they had no one behind it. But you know, they're ninety fourth against the the run, and they're seventieth against the pass. And, and and what Florida State does well, and what they've done well all season is run run the ball. So you know, I, I you know, that's one thing that sticks in my head. But you know, I, I'll talk a little bit more in my prediction. But I think that this is a game where. You know, Florida State has a, an opportunity to score a lot of points. Miami gives up 100% scoring in the red zone. And that's an area that Florida State's done pretty well in this year. Once they get into the red zone, they get points. So I, I think that's another another trend, another thing that bodes well for Florida State in this game. Yeah. Is that a that real was, stat? Where'd you get that from? That 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 is a real stat, 100%. 100%. The same Through stat. nine games? That's crazy. The same That's a real stat. stat. I, got, I got it from the same place where it gets... The Tate the Rodemaker one? Yeah, <laughs> 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 right, That was a good one. Come on, you got to give it to me. No, but... I, I, I hate you and your female Absolutely legs. not. I hate it. <laughs> you hate my female legs? God. Yeah. So you don't like female legs? You're, you just no, don't like mine. Man. Not on men. <laughs> Thank you for calling me a man. I appreciate men it. Men are supposed to have kinkles. I don't have kinkles. I don't, and they're not even close. Got guys who claim that they're athletic as you are should not have kinkles. Extremely. Okay. Not athletic, extremely. Okay. We've gotten to kinkles. Now we got to get back to the game. But if that. I mean, my, Miami's averaging three. Well, the red zone thing I was going to mention with Jordan Travis being on offense, that's going to bode well for Florida State's chances of getting into the end mm -hmm. zone because that opens up a variety of different things that Florida State can do. And, you know, I, I think, too, this might have a wake-up call, too, for the tight ends in Florida State because Karen McDonald, you've also got Jordan Wilson, who's getting into a groove now. And, you know, Norvell mentioned it, too. He's getting in, you know, he's at senior year, and he's starting to click a little bit better, too. This is a chance for these tight ends, these veteran guys to go in there and play well. And definitely in that red zone threat, they can use these guys mm -hmm. a lot, I think, too. Definitely with Miami's uh, linebacker core. Uh, I'm very interested, you know, with, with the way that Keir Thomas has really stepped up the last few weeks. Menace. I think that's going to it's going to open some things up for for Jermaine Johnson. And, and you know, Miami's Shit. given up, I think, like 27 sacks a game. Mm. So, so, you know, can Florida State get pressure on Van Dyke? And, you know, they're, they're going to have to hit him. You know, they're going to have to hit him a lot because, you know, he does do a good job of standing in the pocket and 
getting rid of the ball. That's the one thing that concerns me about this game is, you know, Florida State secondary has so been been so up yeah. and down all season. And yeah. Miami's found something on offense the past three weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, if it were to be like last year where Florida State didn't have dog dookie at pass rush, this game would worry me a whole lot more for a passing mm-hmm. quarterback. Here, you can battle that really well. Van Dyke talked about it in an interview earlier this week saying this is going to be the best defensive line they've faced since Alabama. I mean, Florida State's pass rush right now is getting better every week. You look at Malcolm Ray, who's coming in. He got a sack last week. Keir Thomas, two mm-hmm. sacks. Jermaine Johnson, Jermaine Johnson. I mean, and you also got guys that can sub in like McLendon and Quashawn Fuller, who Fuller has also played a good game, and he's got to we'll see him next year too. Mm-hmm. But this is where Florida State – Cooper, too, in the inside, Fabian Lovett. Not even talking about Fabian Lovett, but he's just caused havoc there. This is where Florida State could really make this a – it will be a battle, but, I mean, shoot, Florida State could take advantage here at the offensive line, man. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Florida State's defense and, and their pass rush is getting better, and they can get after Van Dyke. And like he said, he personally said, this is going to be the best defensive end, the pass rush they've faced since Alabama, and they've got to get prepped for that. Yeah, but honestly. I, yeah. Go ahead. Looking at the defense, I think the defensive line's performance is honestly probably the most crucial part in Florida State coming out with a win because, you know, we can talk about Mm -hmm. the secondary improving all we want, but we're nine games in. You know, that back end is what it is. They're not going to fix the the miscommunications or the missed tackles in one week. But on the the flip side, that defensive line does have the potential to go out there, get five sacks, hit Tyler Van Dyke, get him out of rhythm, and win for the ball game. They almost did it against Clemson. So mm-hmm. that's it's going to be huge. And, you know, you look at Van Dyke's numbers. He's been – you said it, Nate. I mean, we can just heap praise on the kid. He's been excellent. I mean, he hasn't thrown for under 325 yards in a game during this winning streak, 10 touchdowns to one interception over the last three games. So, you know, maybe if you can hit him a couple of times, get him off rhythm, force a turnover – he will have a bad game. And at the same time, he is going to be playing in a pretty uh, raucous environment. So we'll see if that has any effect on it as well. Uh, I wouldn't say that Van Dyke's played bad defenses. Uh, I just told you NC State's 31st in the country versus the pass. Um, Pitt's 37th. Georgia Tech, yeah, they're got awful on defense this year again, but – I mean, so he's Florida State's well. going to be the worst defense he's played. Is what yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, this is going to be a, 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 a <laughs> this is going to be a game where you know Brownlee is going to have to be that guy. Um, you know, Jerry and Jones is going to have to be on, on on his on his stuff. On his you know, North Carolina game, <laughs> going to have to be, be huge to get Sidney Williams back. Yep. You know, if you know Travis Jays had a good practice, like like. Practice week, like you know, Norvell mentioned, you know that would be very helpful in this game because you know, they're going to have to they're going to have to get up in their face. You're going to have to throw them off their off their routes. You're going to have to play aggressive um, because you know they're going to take deep shots. It's on film, you know that that this team is susceptible to you know miscommunication and and letting guys run wide open. And Van Dyke can throw a deep ball very very well, so. Mm-hmm. And let's talk offensively for Florida State against Miami's defense. Florida State had a chance to get back into their running groove, Nate, I feel like, because, you know, Miami mm-hmm. and that linebacker core, I mean, they can 
they can run and definitely if they get in the red zone, you know, Florida State can who has been great in the red zone, they should have really good efficiency this upcoming weekend. But man, Corbin seems like things have just fallen off out of nowhere where Florida State was dominating games running the ball. And you and, are and facing good run game defenses. Yeah, you are playing the, good run game defenses. And, and so they've played. I mean, despite their poor performances against Clemson and NC State, they're still 28th in the country in the run game. So, I mean, that's how good they've been. Mm-hmm. I don't expect Miami to come out and just be dominant in the run game. The 94th, excuse run me, 94th in the country against the run. So, I mean, they're not a great run defense. You know, the, the linebackers aren't great. You know, they don't have, you know, Nestle Silvara can, can create some havoc inside, but they don't, it's a different defense than last year. This is not a great run defensive team. And, and they're going up against an offense that, has done well overall this year running the balls. So uh, I think that's going to be a a style matchup where, where Florida State can exploit um, in, in this game and have a lot of success. Very simply put, I think that Florida State can get back to what we've seen with, with Travis and the RPO and with, with Corbin um, and, and even Sean Ward. I think you're going to see a better game from, from, that, from the, that group of three. And I, I think they're going to really give Miami a lot of problems. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing There's nothing about Miami's defense that really worries me at all. That's why I'm just so focused on, on this being a high-scoring game. I mean, you, mm-hmm. look, you look at their last four games, you know, three and one in that stretch, the only loss being in North Carolina. The defense hasn't uh, held an opponent to less than 30 points a game. They've given up 45 30, 34, and 30 in the last four games. So Florida State should be able to put some points on the board for sure. And I'm not going to be surprised at all if the rushing attack, you know, pops for a 200-yard day because, I mean, North Carolina, who Florida State obviously defeated in Chapel Hill, did whatever they wanted to do against that defense. Mm-hmm. Again, you can't you can't look at the Clemson and NC State game and think that, you know, they've lost their, their ability to – to run the ball. The simple fact is, you know, the NC State game was McKenzie Munn at quarterback. They threw 44 times. Mm-hmm. The, off- the, the, the offensive staff knew they had to throw the ball in order to beat that team. You and I talked about it on the instant reaction, Logan. So you can't really take that and think that, you know, things have automatically just stopped for the Florida State run, run defense or run offense. I'm sorry, but, you know, like, I, I've felt I felt all season very strongly that FSU was going to be able to run the ball well against this team, and I think that they're they're going to have some big plays on the ground on Saturday, some 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 big plays. You want to? See well, I mean, in the in the winning streak, you know, where the rushing attack carried the offense, who'd you play? You played Syracuse, you played North Carolina, who doesn't have a good defense, and you played mm-hmm. UMass. So, yeah, you got brought down to earth a little bit going against Clemson and North Carolina State, who we've talked about two of the top 15 defenses in the country. So it makes, yeah. it well, makes sense to me. Yeah, but I think, 
Yeah, I was going to say for NC State, and I think someone put a comment in here, which makes a good point. I think Jordan Travis changes a lot for last week. There was so many opportunities where yeah. I'm thinking he, if he was in, could have rushed a lot, a lot. Mackenzie Melton just not that mobile to be able to do that and get out of the pocket quick enough. 100%. Um, and that's where I think Florida State really could have had a really good chance of winning that game. So, despite how they, awful they'd be looking at that was. way. They still could have. They still had an opportunity to win that game last week in the fourth quarter. Yeah, with how putrid it was, still had a chance, and that's why I'm looking at going into this week. And mm-hmm. Florida State fans should feel a bit better, and definitely health wise, you get Dylan Gibbons back on the offensive line um, mm-hmm. this week. You know, health reasons wise, looking at practices too. Florida State feels like. You know, Toa Philly probably still dealing with some things. Might ha- might not have him available this upcoming weekend. We'll see if Sydney Williams is a go. But other than that, you kind of have your full health back like you had against Clemson, which is a really, really good thing because you want that. I still don't think the offensive line is anywhere close to being 100% for that. But for this matchup alone, I don't think you can work with what you got right now. You need it because it's going to be a physical game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and – DBs wise, it's, it's going to be crucial for them. I mean, Jerry and Jones is still the inconsistency is there. You like, whoa, things are turning a leaf there against North Carolina, but then things just get just get beat on routes. And then Travis Jay is having a really rough time still one on one. And you know, you got to think too. Lashley would love to put some one on one situations with Travis Jay if he's putting into him because man, mm-hmm. oh man, he's just not. Not been great there. Definitely in the red zone. I agree. Well, I say we go ahead and jump into some score predictions to end off the show. Before we do that, let's show some love to our sponsors. First, number one, Hobbit Bar and Grill. Definitely appreciate them for always showing us some love here and sponsoring the show. Every single week, we'll be continuing with them all throughout basketball season two. So if you guys are going to basketball games, leaving basketball games, anything of that nature, they're open all throughout the day. Definitely, they'll have the games on all throughout the season. Uh, but make sure you guys go show them some love. The best wings in town, in my opinion. Get it extra wet, extra crispy. They'll hook it up. I love Carolina Gold Flavor. The best. Nate, we don't do boneless chicken nuggets. We don't do that with sauce on them. We do traditional. We saw that we saw you tweet a couple weeks ago a uh, picture of you eating some real bone-in wings. How the how those taste? Well, I told you I specifically left meat on the bone in in, in protest. And you missed out on some good meat. I, I purposefully did not. Did you get devour your did the bone? Were you wearing your baby bib too? No, I, I was wearing a diaper. I I not that myself. old. <laughs> but I wanted to uh, to finish my meal, so that's one reason why I didn't completely eat all the meat off the wings. You know, <laughs> good lord. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I hope Hobbit loved that. Hey, we're talking we're talking Hobbit here. We love you, Hobbit. But yeah, definitely appreciate them always sucking it up. They've also not only have wings, they have burgers. They have all different kinds of things like wraps too. So uh, definitely go check down great beers too. So before games, after games, go check them out. And then also, as always, our friends over there at Celsius. New deal going on right now. We're in November, no longer in October. So things change right now. You're seeing it in my hand, strawberry uh, guava. You guys, if you want, I've got the code. I'll put it on the stream right here. We saw a lot of you guys actually grab some of these uh, and showed a lot of love. But we got 20% off right now. 
Uh, the link will be in the description, but 20FSU Guava is the code. These are awesome. I drink these before going to practices every morning, and they do perfect for me. I don't have that coffee taste in my mouth either all throughout the rest of the day, but these are awesome. Uh, hey, Dustin, all your you vitamins get yet? Them. You get nope. your samples yet? I'm not nope. giving it to him. Austin, you get yours yet? No? Uh, interesting. <sighs> yeah. In the no. same city as him. Can't and, and, yeah. and they just sent a whole other new care package, Nate. So I'll think about I'll figure them out. I'm drinking all you're, of them. I'm going greedy, all of them. Uh, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm drinking all of them. You know how much I appreciate it? Like I would love an energy boost. You want an energy yeah. boost? We'll give yeah, you a watch couple. It, watching, of... watching Penn film at 2 a.m., it gets kind of boring, you know? <laughs> I need something to pick me up. <laughs> well, get your seven essential vitamins right here. These are the best drinks in the game right now if you want a little kick and energy and you don't have that crash i'll make sure to send some to the guys uh, eventually eventually i'll send hey i got the shirt sent to y'all that took months so <laughs> just give me just give me some time still waiting on my polo still waiting uh, yeah I, I don't need no one, any has more, a polo. No one has I, one i don't need any more no game day armbands either they don't fit no yeah time, man. Those yeah tight. fat wrists I, I have Gordon Man wrist, yes. You you I'm bought the smallest size wristband. I d- not for he me. went like show some yeah, love for the people that like to eat every now and then. I know. <laughs> I have to starve myself for three months <laughs> to be able to fit that thing on my wrist. He, he went the cheapest route possible. Go for a run. Small, a dollar piece, medium, a dollar fifty large. Is it up dollar piece? That's no. how much they are. I get them from China. That's how much they are. I'm not jipping anybody. All right, I'll get some extra, extra large wristbands. These are just regular. That didn't get skinny people. Yeah, regular for toddlers. Awesome. They feel good on you, don't they? Fit fit me great. Yeah. Because you weigh 120 pounds. All right. 175. All right. 175. You're you're 6'2, 120. 6'1, 175. Thank you. Yeah, and he's not way taller than me, by the way. I am. I got five inches. Awful. And it doesn't even. Pull the picture up right now. No, no, the picture was really bad. This is me and Lowe's just towering over Logan. Yeah, yeah, because I also didn't know where I was. <laughs> this is this is fair. Yes, thank you for that. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into a gentleman. Florida State is going to be facing Manny Diaz and the Hurricanes this upcoming weekend at three thirty on ESPN. Florida State's looking to snap that four game winning streak that the Hurricanes currently have on Florida State. Nate showing off his shirt. It feels weird of you, like kind of just doing that with the camera. I don't know. It felt a little odd. That's <laughs> how know. I feel. Holy, showing off your it, it, it's cleavage. Week, it it is hate week. This is called a gym, dude. Like even your bird chest. <laughs> bird chest? Are you kidding me? Some good meat in there. All right, we've got to stop. We've got to move on. <laughs> this is going sideways. Let's talk about my. We've got to get going here. It's Miami week. We hate Miami. Everybody hates Miami. Who wants to go first? Because I'm feeling different. Today. I'm going first last I week, did. so I think it's Logan's turn. My yeah, Logan, you go first, man. Dang, I got to get the tweet out, though, first. Someone, Dustin, you get to go first. I got to get the tweet out. I went first against Clemson. Okay, that I'll was go first, ago. I'll go first. Dang, they so, get to go first on so, this. So, you know, oh, Logan you kind of made a smarmy comment about, you know, my age and, and – <laughs> and, you know, in my time watching this rivalry, just like there is in a lot of rivalries, the team that runs the ball the best wins this game. In the last 10 years, so from 2011 to last year, the team that ran the ball for the most yards won 
seven times. The three times that the team that ran the ball the most when lost had the most turnovers. 2017, FSU outran Miami, but they had two turnovers. 2014, Miami had more running uh, rush yards, but they had three turnovers. 2011, um, Miami had more running, more rush yards, four state one. Miami had four turnovers. So this game is going to come down to who runs the ball more efficiently, who can control the clock, who can wear down the defense, and who can not turn the ball over. FSU right now is minus four on the year. Uh, Miami is minus six. So both teams don't turn the ball over for the offense too, too much. So, you know, both teams don't don't force a lot of turnovers. So, you know, I think that's an even playing field there. So for me, it comes down to FSU's ability to run the ball against a defense that does not stop the run. For all of my, you know, smack talk and, you know, my feeling that, you know, Jordan Chavez is a limited quarterback. This is a, a game that fits his style. You know, th- this is a game that fits FSU, what they want to do on offense. So you know, I, I, I think Florida State wins uh, 33-28. I do think that Miami will put points up. Um, I, I, I do expect a couple of busted coverage plays that, that Van Dyke's able to hit deep. But I, I just think that Florida State's going to be able to con- control the game. I think that they'll – make more plays when it matters most. And I, I think that their ability to run the ball is going to be what separates them in this game. Ooh, Nate's got the Knowles win. And that's not just because you hate Miami. This is just a non-biased. You know, no, it's not biased. I mean, that's, you know, looking at the, at what each, each team does well. I mean, you know, if, if Florida state was Oh, and 10, I would pick FSU to win 80 to five, just because I would never <laughs> pick, I never pick Miami to win. I just that was your preseason that, prediction. I, I just think this it's is like a style matchup. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is a style matchup that can bode well for FSU. You know, it, you know, there's going to be plays on both sides of the ball. I, I just think that they're going to be able to run the ball very well, and they're going to be very successful and be able to bust some big plays while also wearing down a Miami defense that, one, isn't deep, and also, two, just isn't good. No, you're not wrong. I'll go next, so then Dustin can. Do you want to go, Dustin? Rolling your eyes like a little schoolgirl. You got it. Oh, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, so I, I, me and I think me and Dustin talked about it over the phone a couple of days ago. Where I think we were both on the agreement where we didn't feel pretty optimistic about this. I think too, the worrisome was if Jordan Travis is going to be available. Cause after what we had seen against NC state, it didn't look so great offensively. And that's was a not, wasn't pretty to see and guys dealing with the flu. And that was really a problem. I mean, guys weren't fully a hundred percent and you're able to see that this last Saturday, Florida state going into this one. The one thing that makes me feel really good. If I were to be picking Florida state is the pass rush. Kier Thomas and Jermaine Johnson and Kier seems to be just, I mean, hitting a different gear right now because he's also last year, guys, senior year. Mm -hmm. He's also trying to get out there and get his name out there. It's not just Jermaine Johnson. And both of these guys can help each other immensely this upcoming weekend. They could have highlight tapes. This is not a really good off. This is not a really good offensive line. They're going to be facing this upcoming weekend. They've got a great quarterback that's performing well right now, but man, 
right now that off that offensive line Florida State can take advantage of and Fabian Lovett. I don't think people are talking about him enough talk, heading into this game. Fabian Lovett and Robert Cooper, I think, are are, are going to be a menace to help disrupt that and not caught. It's just going to have to keep it strict to where um, they're going to have to throw the ball. I think Florida State practices this week were really well. I thought they performed nicely and they're competing really well. The guys were energized but playing smart. Um, and the defense just was, was trying to cause havoc. And that's where I feel feel really nice about that. You've got tons of recruits coming in. Some of the best talent in the country will be there. You've got current commits. You've got Travis Hunter there. He's going to be recruiting. you got Chris Parson there, 2023, 2024, guys, 2022. Everywhere, everybody's coming to this one where Mike Norbell, as a guy that's very strategic and likes to put on shows and wants to do something big recruiting-wise, like he did this last offseason, this is where he's got his time to shine Everything kind of just is clicking, connecting the dots to where Florida State could come away with the win this upcoming weekend. And with Jordan Travis back at the helm and guys being almost fully 100% getting all of your guys out there, maybe just a few others, but not key players that can help you get this win. I think Florida State does come away with the win with the home game and the Florida State fan base being there and being loud. I think the, I think FSU does come away with the win. It's going to be Florida State 31, uh, Miami 28. Um, and... Jordan Travis has one of his best games uh, of the season on Saturday. So there's a yeah, lot of room it's... for optimism. I'll go. You go last. I went last against Clemson. We saw how that ended. <laughs> 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 so, like, there's a lot of reason to be optimistic heading in this game. I mean, when you talk about the pass rush between Thomas and Johnson, can can really get after Van Dyke. And, and you know, we haven't really seen Van Dyke get pressured a lot. Um, he's played some good defenses. He's played well. Um I think the offense can really get after and put some points up on the board, as Nate has mentioned a lot, You know, especially on the ground. I expect both Corbin and Ward to have big games on the ground. They just got to limit the big play. I, I really do not trust our secondary. I think someone's going to get beat over the top a couple of times, whether it's Travis J, Jerry and Jones. Someone's going to get beat over the top a couple of times. And mm-hmm. it, you know a rivalry game is going to come down to the end I just because FC plays Florida on Sunday and basketball and flo- football cannot go hand in hand. You don't think they go? What can't pick two? I can't. You can't, can't do it. Taking Miami thirty-one thirty missed field goal. <laughs> oh my god! Missed field goal. <laughs> oh. Now are you doing that just so you get your basketball win? Is this? I'm, what's I'm getting that so I can get my basketball win. Oh my goodness! It's Leonard Hamilton. He's gonna get his win. He I, I don't care. Light. That's a sign. I do not care. I wouldn't even. I, be I grew worried. up in Jacksonville, Florida, where it is ninety percent Florida fans. I need also. I, I, I need you to take that helmet down. Do you want me to angle it up so, I can, so you can see the Terrence Mann jersey? Do you want me to do that? Oh, that, yeah, Bert, yeah, you, uh, yeah. Get the basketball. Now get the football. Get the football. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm sorry. Wow. Unbelievable, Austin. Just selfish. Sorry. Extremely selfish. I was, I was gonna make you a shirt. I was gonna I'll make wear. you a, a, an old game day couture. But I'll now wear. you don't deserve couture. it. <laughs> well, now make him have to buy it because if Florida State does win, then he could pay up. Yeah, he can pay. He Austin can does pay on, for apparel on, on too. The, on the raffle. That's one thing Austin will pay for is um is, country concerts this- and apparel. You see that 1999 yeah. jacket that I put on the timeline this morning? Whew. Those are nice. Whew. I mean, look at those shoes up there. Those got to be a grand. 
Nice. All right, well, let me close this out so we can get out of here. Dustin, yeah, yeah Dustin's got to go to his makeup. Go. Yeah, Dustin's got his makeup to do. Remember, we'll say a couple weeks ago. What are you doing over there, Logan? A couple weeks ago, I thought this, I thought this was a, a much easier game to pick for sure, you know, because Miami was struggling. I think they were three and four or whatever, and they were kind of going down to the into the dump. So, like, Manny Diaz's future and Coral Gables was – pretty bleak but i mean they've really turned things around with this three game winning streak they're starting to click and you know it really looks like a team that's starting to hit its rhythm at the right time you know they're definitely going to be a bowl team and we'll see what happens from there Florida state on the other end hasn't looked too hot the last couple weeks um i think jordan travis coming back is going to be huge the rushing attack it's going to get back um in sync i'm thinking over 200 yards on the ground this weekend i'm just worried about the defense because like you said austin I'm I'm afraid that the DBs are going to give up some big plays against a capable Miami offense. I think Charleston Rambo probably has, you know, 120 plus yard game against Florida State. And, you know, as good as the pass rush is, I don't know if it's going to be enough to limit Miami's scoring. So I'm going to go Hurricanes 38, Seminoles 34, 34, and FSU falls to three and seven, and we'll miss a bowl game again. Yeah, kind of that's depressing. Right. Depressing to to predict, but thanks a lot, depressing Dustin. I will say every Florida State win, I've predicted a loss except for UMass. So mm. reverse jinx. There's only there's only been three, so that, that's not a not a, not like a great loss for most of these two. You know, well. <laughs> so thanks for that. Thanks for I that. Picked win, I picked the win against Clemson, and, and so they just lost. don't rely on whatever. I'm changing my score. I'm changing my well, score. Oh, here we go. 55 to 3. Two. Oh, yeah, what is it? 55 to 3. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I'm tell- I just didn't win. I'm telling you. I don't, I'm not saying that anywhere close to what. 55-3. That's what's going in the prediction. Just, then, uh, sure, Florida State went on 55, their. 55-3. Miami's on their three-game winning streak. Florida State was also on three-game winning streak, and everybody's talking highly national people. are like, oh, mm-hmm. Florida State's making a turnaround. All right, Miami's on their three-game winning streak. Snap that off too, right there. Why'd have it? I mean, you've got so many recruits and in, in attendance. You're at home. I just don't think there's so much more of a bit. There's not like a huge matchup on either side where you can't really say much. Florida State's defensive line, though. I mean, I, I, need I haven't had Diaz that kind of product like that in a long time. I need many Diaz to limp out of Tallahassee. If we did, I, I didn't Diaz get it picture, with Walt no, no, if we get a Manny Diaz picture like Walt Bell where he's like oh, in the fetal position at the 20-yard line. Dude, <laughs> the fetal position? Jeez. Yeah. Dude, I, 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 my, my head would spin off my body if I can get that picture. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Nate, will you drink with me that night? <laughs> no, because I don't like to drink anymore, but my head would spin off the, my body, dude. I was thinking like a Dr. Pepper or something. Oh, nah, man, I, 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 I got I to cut back my soda consumption, man. Oh, my God. All right, just drink a water with me. Greg, uh, oh, uh, we'll drink milk. In, in, I would say we'll toast the chocolate milk. Yeah, man. Hey, yeah, I'll never nothing like popping a good chocolate milk after a good day. ones, we'll all get on here and oh. chug a gallon of chocolate milk next week. That's what I mean. No, <laughs> I'll do a half gallon. I'll That's yeah, well, physically well, impossible. It is drink a no, gallon of milk. I'm not. Say, I'll do a half Prove gallon. It. Prove it. You, you, your I'll body can't it. digest it. Well, then I'll die on stream. I don't know. <laughs> so, it, we'll get abused. You, you can't do it. We, we did that in high school. This guy thought he could do it, and we did it for one of our science in, in science class. 
the guy yacked all over after about three quarters of the of the gallon just oh, white no. crap well, all over the room dude how about well how about we don't chug it but maybe we just bring a half <laughs> gallon of chocolate other, milk and we drink that. you've got to drink a whole gallon of milk by the time the show's over no i'm not drinking a gallon <laughs> no why no, a gallon why can't we <laughs> or why can't we just so anyways, sip on the, the, chocolate time, so, not a bad time i'm just trying to so, make you know, for, for state wins uh the 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 no game day couture will be available for auction starting bid is at 25 dollars eric already put his bid in 25 bucks so yeah you know, I, I, and you're I, not washing it nope this is a one-shot deal does it have um, a cologne on it you no know. will it smell huh? good will it smell good oh well, i mean i have showered and put the other one on so yeah so will you wash it i mean it, it, if you guys want i'll wipe my ass with it too if you want a little bit <laughs> you know i mean <laughs> What are you asking, yeah, Logan? You're being stupid, dude. I'm not. That was Dustin. He asked the same Dustin. question I did. <laughs> yeah. God. He asked the same exact thing I did. I don't know why. <laughs> Duffy Debbie over there. Um, are you going to wear that shirt during the game? More than likely, yes. No, no. I should FedEx it to you and have Travis Hunter sign it. No, I'll frame it. I'll frame it. Oh, my like. God. You would. No. You no. You would do You need to wear it so then you'll get all the sweat because I know you'll be sweating during the game, and then you'll be able to sell no. it off. No, no, no sweat. Yeah, that's right. You predicted no. fifty-five to three. So fifty-five three. Coasting yeah, it won't be any. It won't be anything. Coasting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a great comment there from Michael. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And the bid begins now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think that's gonna wrap up everything for this week, man. We went through a ton of stuff. Um, but before we get off here, I just definitely want to say happy Veterans Day. I, I want to shout out to my for uncle sure. who always jumps in here and listens a few times throughout the year and has always been supportive of me, but definitely appreciate him and all the others out there that you know protected our country and served. I mean, all the respect to them, some yeah, of the things that they go I, through. And I've got a friend, I, I want to shout out someone too, then. I want to shout out yeah, my go, cousin go, Colin. Out. He's he's in the Coast Guard right now, uh, stationed in Jacksonville. I want to shout out my 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 cousin Caroline. She's retired Marines. Shout out one of my best friends, Doug. Just got back from Iraq. He's wow. gonna he's gonna retire next year, and, and then you know one of my other best friends that lives in uh, St. Pete, Nick, who's active Coast Guard. He's a station chief there. So you know everything these guys do, man. It goes unnoticed, man. You know, these guys surrender a lot of personal stuff to, uh, to protect us. So, yeah, I yeah, I'll, I'll shout out my uh, Uncle John and my, uh, my my grandpa, both were Air Force. No, and wow. I, I got to shout out my grandpa too, who was a Marine. You know, mm -hmm. rest in peace. Yeah, my grandfather too. Same, but yeah, Air Force. A lot of people, a lot of people, but yeah. Shout out Uncle Coos. But yeah, definitely appreciative of everyone there. We hope also to everybody that's coming in town, safe travels, flying, driving, boating. Uh, I don't know however else you can travel, but hope everybody travels safely to Tallahassee this upcoming weekend. Should be fun. Always got rowdy Miami fans coming in town, so it should be entertaining to say the least. Hopefully we get some viral videos of students fighting 
in the bushes with Miami fans. There's nothing better than that, honestly. So uh, that would be the best of it all. We'll be there in attendance to give you guys full coverage on that. Our last home game, Florida State's last home game of the season. So hope everybody enjoys it. Should be a beautiful day. What did you say, Dustin? said boo. Can't believe it's already over. Man, college football is almost over, man. Dang it. Yeah. Happens every year. Just sneak Well, Florida State ends a little bit earlier nowadays. That's for sure. And, and then they got to watch your stupid ass basketball team. Oh, you know? my God. Okay. All right. Damn. Jeez. You're the one that said it. <laughs> get him off the show. Get him off the show. End he's it. Gotta get, he's End gotta it before go. I get mad and throw my laptop. Oh, he's going to rage quick throw another one of his ukuleles. All right, guys. It is still, still, when would it help that? Burn it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Burn it. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Thursday, remember that. Write that down Thursday at 8 p.m. See you guys. Have a great weekend.